Thank you for listening to the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. This podcast is designed to provide you with a brief update on what's going on in the Football Index stock market every single day. To improve your returns even further, then check out footballindexclub.co.uk where you will receive instant access to highlighted players, trading advice, databases, and also analysis on the players of your choice. You can use code PODCAST50 with a capital P to receive 50% off your first month. Hello and welcome to episode 249 of the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. Today I have Kevin, Index Moneyball, on the podcast. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm doing well, mate. I'm a bit gutted. I can't watch any of the football again this week because it's all the internationals, but uh, the season's coming fast so and transfer season seems to be heating up, which has kept me interested. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. We've had, well, Lionel Messi's price has been going... Absolutely crazy. Uh, any views on him, first of all? Yeah, my friend, um, one of my friends has a quite a big holding in him. And he was asking, like, oh, what should I do? Shall I sell him? Shall I what? And I'm like, well, even if he stays this season, he's probably going to go next year. And he's also going to win a shitload of dividends because he always does. So I don't really see him as, like, the fluctuations don't make that much sense to me. I don't really think him moving to City is, like, astronomically more valuable than him staying at Barca and then doing the same thing next year. Yeah, I think it just depends on what sort of profits you're looking to make because the opportunity cost in holding him could be really big if he doesn't really rise that much in price over the next 12 months. Obviously, he's going to earn a lot of PB, probably quite a bit of MB now as well. Uh, but it depends really on your mate, like how passive a trader he is. I, I think anyway with holding Messi, because I do think he'll return a huge amount of his price. And he is a pretty valuable player, especially at his instant sell price now at £5.67. It's really dropped down. But I just think there's better options out there, um, especially if you're a very active trader. Yeah, and he's got a big port, so he has a decent size holding in him, but it's not like a huge percentage and he's not super active uh, the way that we are in terms of like constantly analyzing who we've got and who else is available. So I think for him, it's a, it's a decent hold and I, I wouldn't advocate for or against it really. It just depends what you want to do. Like you say, with your opportunity cost. Yeah. And I think that's something that's not always mentioned because, but I think it's really important because for me personally, it wouldn't really make sense in many ways for me to, buy into a player like Lionel Messi with the intention to hold him longer term and just watch the dividends come in because that seems to be one of the biggest arguments for holding Messi is that always oh, going to earn dividends so you don't need to worry too much about the fluctuations in price because he's going to mop up the dividends and he's pretty good value um, but for me I'm on this every day pretty much full time so it wouldn't really make sense in my opinion for me to buy him to hold him longer term. Yes, for short-term profits and capital appreciation, it probably would be good now and then to buy into him. But I think there's other options out there who you can get on and will rise rapidly and a lot more. So like one one option is a uh, Ryan Jerker who I actually went in really big last night. So basically I couldn't get to sleep and I don't know what it was. This never happens to me. Usually I'm out in minutes and it was about 11 o'clock, gone off to bed, pretty early night for a Saturday. And clock it's about 12 o'clock and I was like nah I just can't get to sleep so I go downstairs check the index on my laptop and intended to do some work then I suddenly look at the ticker it just sort of caught my eye and I see Ryan Cherky Panda but Panda just bought 300 
Ryan Jerkin is like five of that on the recent activity. And everyone's just going in on Ryan Jerkin. His prices are like £5.50 at this point. And it's just surging upwards. And he was on my list of players to buy. He's like one of my main targets. As I said to you, I sent you that message a week or two ago about my like top eight targets. And he was one of them. And so I just really pulled the trigger and just went in and put all my cash balance, which was a significant amount, to be honest, of my portfolio into Ryan Jerkey. Um, and that's the thing. It's one of those short-term rises. Sometimes you got to be quite reactive. And it was almost like I'd been woken up by the gods at 12 o'clock to go and make this trade. I don't know what was going on. Uh, but yeah, what's your opinion on Ryan Jerkey now at that price? £5.92. I mean, I don't really, I think I'd say the exact same thing as I said about Messi. I don't see him as a risk, um, but I also don't particularly see him as like a huge value opportunity. Uh, I'm notoriously bad at predicting the outcome of premium holds. Uh, so I, I guess I'm not really qualified to comment on uh, anyone who's over about £3 because I'm, <laughs> I, like I say, I'm, I'm pretty terrible at, like last week we were talking about Donny van der Beek, I think, and I was saying I don't really see how he's going to fit in. Yeah. Um, so I was obviously wrong about that as well. Uh, and then there's, I think one of my first videos I made, I, I made a comment saying that Pogba was worth more than Sancho because Sancho wasn't winning any dividends. And that was obviously a terrible decision at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think, but I, I mean, he looks a real player. I don't know how long he's going to take to develop. And at that price, I feel like he has to play pretty regularly this season. But I do actually think that by the end of the season, he'll be a regular. Maybe like a two, three months in, he'll probably be a sub. And then as soon as he gets some more game time, he's probably going to earn a place, especially if Depay goes. Yeah, and I think that was one of the main reasons why he increased in price, because Depay's been heavily linked to Barcelona. And Depay's price has really dropped, and his spread's really opened up in particular. He's got an instant sell price now at like, what, £3.70 or so? I'm just going to have a check. Uh, yeah, it's £3.79, that instant sell price. And I don't think that's too bad a price. Obviously, if he goes to Barca, then he loses the set pieces where most of his high PB scores come from. Um, but still, I think he's not a bad, really bad hold at that price. Uh, but yeah, the reason I bought Turkey, it's not necessarily that I think he's good value, to be honest, but I just thought other people would buy him. And he went up like, well, 30 or 40p since already, which is pretty decent. Um, but yeah, I just think short term he's going to rise more. And I think there's more sort of liquidity throughout the top end of the market and these sort of players. And I think with the marketing campaign, the marketing campaign for me is going to really influence the players who hit form throughout September and October. Because I think there's going to be a lot of momentum in the market and there's going to be a lot of buying. And so I think whoever really stands out, and I think Turkey could be one of the players who stands out just because he's got this potential to play a lot more for Leon over the next sort of 30 days or so because Depay, Awa could both be leaving Leon. And so, yeah, I don't really think he's that good value. I mean, he's, he's crazy value, really. He's massively overpriced if you were to look at the past returns or if you were to even try and predict what he was going to do over the next 12 months in terms of dividends. But it's all about that specula speculation. And I suppose it is, a lot, a lot of it is sort of sentiment. And then obviously longer term, he could be an excellent hold because he's got the, media dividends and the ceiling is just so high on him. I mean, I don't even know where his price could go over the next sort of three seasons. Yeah, and he's at a club that's notorious for selling the best players. I mean, look, on about selling Depay for 25 million, which is insane for me. So if if he does develop, which I'm sure he will, then there's a very, very good chance he ends up in, 
you know, Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, maybe United or someone like that. So I think, uh, yeah, I don't really see, like I say, I don't think I'd really advocate for or against it. It just depends what kind of hold you want and what you're looking for from, from the player. Yeah, I think it is risky though. That's one thing I would say because I've been saying how, this, how risky Messi is on this podcast over the last few weeks and I stand by that. But I also think Turkey is equally risky just in a very different way uh, because of course he's so unproven. We don't know what his PB score is going to be like. We don't even know what he's going to be like playing regularly at senior level because he's not played yet for Leon. So he is undoubtedly an extremely risky hold. I am just buying into him and I just bought into him last night uh, due to the speculation that he's going to do well on football index really over the next few weeks and I'll probably sell him in the short term um, or I might watch him and see how he gets on because when I've seen him in the past he has been unbelievable and yeah I think the pie at 25 million is a bit of a steal to be honest have you seen his music videos by the way I came across them this week when I was googling in to watch more of him on YouTube no I didn't see I think I've heard about him being in some music videos but no I've not seen him yeah, it's so weird that he's, he's on these music videos. He's, he's actually pretty good. I mean, I kind of rate him, to be honest. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not on Spotify listening to him every evening, but I watched like his music video, I think it was yesterday, and it kind of made me laugh because it's just so bizarre that that's a footballer. <laughs> like, it just could be anyone, really. Yeah. It's pretty odd. Um, anyway, should we go on to some more rises before I ask you more about your trading? And so, yeah, basically the Turkey rise seems to have set off rises in plenty of other young talents. You've got Fabio Silva up 34p to £2.63, and he's been heavily linked to Wolverhampton Wanderers today. So that's why he's increased in price. Jude Bellingham's up 31p to £4.82. He scored for England under 21s lately. Eduardo Camavinga up 20p to £4.02. He's just gaining tons of transfer transfer speculation to plenty of sides. Phil Foden's up 17p, starting for England today. Kylian Mbappe is up 16p to £10.58. So you've mostly got their highest priced young under 20s or so rising. Any views on any of those players, Kevin? Um, no, but I think it's a strange situation that all the young players are rising because usually once we have a dividend increase, the PB potential winners tend to rise a lot more. Yeah. And the youth seems to drop. But I guess all those players do actually play and could win PB. So I guess that's the, the trend seems to be youth that, that have potential to win PB, not just young players. Yeah, I, I guess. But they're still pretty unproven, especially those front three. Uh, first three, like Cherky, Fabio Silva, Jude Bellingham. I don't know how many games they're really going to get this upcoming season. Um, I don't think they're going to be regular starters anyway. But I think that there's just been a massive shift really in how people value players everyone seems to talk about these career dividends now and career dividends can lead to people focusing on young players because over the course of their career especially with the growth of the platform and dividends increasing they can then become some of the most valuable players on the platform and I also think Jaden Sancho actually earning dividends throughout the season and earning a crazy amount in dividends has really proven how successful young players on the platform can be if everything goes right for them. Yeah, and uh, youth is always going to be the, the hottest market because of the fact that you can make so much. If, but it's, I don't know, I, I like to aim for the, the youth that's a bit more undiscovered personally, but mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who are kind of casual traders 
probably don't know about a lot of the other youth and they, they just see a young player who's good at football and they don't really understand the mechanics of football index. So I just think people pile in to, to those kind of players because they see them rising. Like, like you said, if you can take advantage of it in the short term, it's a good opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think maybe one of the other reasons why these kind of players are rising in price is because people have learned from last season. They're like Miriam Pjanic and Stefano Sensi. Uh, all at like three pounds plus, and then obviously they've dropped a huge amount, but there's a lot less drops in young players. Obviously, you've got like the Ryan Brewster pre season drop, you've got Callum Hudson Adoy when he hit that base of 190, and everyone bought into him. Uh, so you've had like a couple of drops there, but even they have potential to rise again. Whereas the likes of uh, Miriam Pjanic is three pounds, you're probably not going to see him ever recover to such a price. Well, you don't you don't know though because if he goes to Barcelona, he, he was a pretty uh, solid PB player in the past. If he, it's I think it, with those players, it's all about performance. They have to win PB to to see the rises. Whereas young players, you can just get rises from speculation, transfer links, and just the potential that they have to be good players. Yeah, and I think one thing that we talk about quite a bit is how players' prices are built up on their past performance. And I was really thinking about this today with Memphis Depay because, of course. He now has an instant sell price of £3.81. It was only the other day people were buying him at £5 after his hat-trick against Dijon uh, when he hit a PB score of 310 as well, which was a crazy PB score. But, yeah, I mean, the the shift now in Depay is unbelievable because he's effectively gone down £1.20 in price in just a week because before his price was only really built up on that PB potential and taking set pieces regularly. And he's moving to like one of the best teams in the world. Obviously, they're not the best at the minute, Barcelona. But usually, that probably suggests that he's going to, you know, do okay really there. But because his gameplay is built up on that PB, which is built up on the set pieces, that's led to a massive uh, sell-off really in the pie and people putting him up for sale and his spread opening up. So you do have to be careful with why players' prices are built up the way they are. Yeah, and I think that's why I've been focusing on buying people with wide spreads because you you almost remove the risk of how much you can lose in spread. Because obviously, like you say, if you buy Depay at £5 and his sell price goes to 350 whereas if you buy a player who is £5 and they already are, and you can get a bid matched at 350 the price has to drop considerably for you to lose that kind of money. Yeah, definitely. Um so I think that's wise. Um, what sort of trades have you been making this last week? Have you been active on the index? Uh, well, I sold my corner and I've just been kind of reinvesting the money slowly just with bids. Like I say, I focus on trying to get the bids matched at quite a decent spread. So I picked up, I've been picking up just random players like uh, Chengis Under for a quid, Rafa Mir. I've been buying some more Rafa Mir, Borja Mayoral. Uh, Matt Vienko buying back some corner, so I sold him at one twenty and getting back on him at about one pound two to one pound five. Nice, Lucas yeah. Alario because uh, Volans left, which was one thing that when I made a video about Alario, that was something I speculated that might happen and could potentially help him. Um, yeah, some good picks there. Um, Senga's unders price has gone up five p today, but he's still got a really wide spread. So I assume that's someone unlisting him. And Rafinha has gone up four p to fifty two p today. So. Quite a decent rise there, given uh, how low his price is still at 52p. So, been picking up some good players this last week. Yeah, and I got some. I tried to focus a little bit more on PB winning players. Like I got some Ferran Torres at two pound seventeen and Christian Eriksen at one fifty nine. 
Oh, I wish you had have told me you got Fair and Towers at two seventeen. That's a that's a steal. When did you get that? Like this last week? Yeah, uh, September first. I only got like thirty quid's worth. I just put a little bit on him, and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a weird one when you've got because like my ports are like sixty four thousand now, and I always get like trapped in the mindset of oh, I have to buy you know a thousand pounds worth of a player, but mm. I'm trying to focus now on like it doesn't really matter what you how much of a player you have if they return you a good amount of money and, and all the players that you own do the same thing then you, you're going to make money over the long term yeah that's very true and I think that's quite difficult to do um, I've personally struggled with that I mean I don't have as big a portfolio as you but I'm always sort of buying 500 to 2,000 shares in a player but it's quite ridiculous I don't really need to do that all the time um, it's high where I think there is some value. And I think Ferran Torres is a good pick, by the way, because uh, I had some bids matched on him as well. But I was definitely putting my bids in too high, like £2.36. But he has an instant sell price now at £2.41. So it looks like he's done a good job there. Uh, the in-play dividends, right? I did some work today on Football Index Club. And I've created this spreadsheet. And it basically takes into account how many goals and assists they scored last season. Works out the average... Um, IPD yield per game that they would have got and then I've worked out how many fixtures each player's got as well and then basically done a sort of mini prediction based on last season's uh, goals and assists of how much they could return of their price under the 5x promotion given how many fixtures they're going to be playing in now the fixtures are all out and there's 69 players who well based on last season could return like 20% plus of their price. So it's probably not going to be the same players, but that basically shows you how big this IPD promotion is. And I think it's being a little bit overlooked because we've had the order books announcement yesterday and we've got the youth rising at the moment. Yeah, I think I actually really like doing statistical analysis like that and just using that to pick a player because it tends to work out really well. If you, if you do it, you know, say if you were to pick the best 10 of those 69 players and just buy like an equal amount of each, you'd probably do really well on that. There's a player here, Kevin. I'm just going to have to sort of put in here. But uh, 62.7% of his price in dividends. And he's been starting, he's been playing in pre-season. He is 34, so he's really old. But he also hit a PB score last season of over 300. And he's currently less than 40p. I'm not going to say who it is. We'll let the, let the listeners try and discover. If I post this on Twitter, leave in the comments if you figure out who it is. Yeah, and then I guess the... That's a good incentive for people who aren't already signed up to the site because you maybe can really uh, reveal that name on the post later or something. I'll, I'll post the spreadsheet on Football Index Club today, um, but it'll probably be after this podcast goes out. Yeah, so a nice incentive there for any members. But yeah, the spreadsheet, I mean, there's other names here as well. I've not actually bought into any of these players yet myself, but I don't know. If I had a cash balance, I'd kind of just pull it all into Cherky last night I'd definitely be going in on these players personally okay and moving on me and Index Moneyball just had a long in-depth chat about the uh, order books announcement yesterday but we basically came to the conclusion that it's probably worth just waiting a week until everything's a little bit clearer because as I kind of mentioned in yesterday's podcast I didn't really think the document was that clear and Index Moneyball well you just agreed for me didn't you yeah, and I, I, I'm pretty good at understanding things normally, and I think that they haven't actually given enough information to clarify some of the questions I had about, you know, where do we buy shares from if there's no offers, and what is the current 
like what's going to be the price that shows on your portfolio once the system's in, introduced. Because um, they have some FAQs, but they don't have anyone for that. I would have thought that would be a big question for most people. Like currently, our valuations are based on the buy price. So th that might lead to some drops, which could lead to some dissent from the community, I think. Yeah, I think there will be a few players dropping in price, but spreads will get tighter, but a lot of the market prices will go lower. So I've got a couple of players at the minute um, who I've just held for so long. And I bought them pre-matching engine. And at the time, for me, they looked like really good holes because I'd watched them. They looked quality young players that were like 40p. And I thought, well, the upside's greater than the downside over a three-year period. They only need to do something here and there, and then they'll go up in price. So it was... Vincent Phil and said Haksabanovic. I think I'm going to be in. I'm going to watch Montenegro versus Luxembourg when they play in the Nations League. I think this week uh, because they'll face each other. But yeah, both of them are like 40p. They've now got instant sell prices around 20p. So disgusting purchases in hindsight. But I imagine what will happen is somehow or another those market prices will go down to like 30, 35p or so, um, and I'll be able to instant sell them within a much tighter spread, sort of within that 20 to 40p range. Do you want me to tell you a much worse trade than the two you just listed? Do I want to hear it? Is it that bad? Oh, it's real bad. I have, Go on. I have 3,385 shares in Alex Garcia, who used to play for Man City and was on loan at Royal XL Mousegrove. Oh, he, no. he scored like four in five at the start of last season, and I lost my head and put like two grand in him. And oh, no. He's got a 19p sale price. Uh, I bought him for 45p. Oh, uh, that's, that's terrible. Where's he, where's he at now? He's been released by Man City, so he hasn't got a club currently. He's that's a shocker. He's twenty-three. So he's only young, so fingers crossed he doesn't end up in like Algeria or something. But that's, <laughs> that's definitely my worst, my worst trade ever. Is definitely sticking two grand in Alex Garcia, getting carried away. Oh yeah, that's a heavy one. I've got some bad ones as well. I mean, I've still got my Louis Bayer. I've got like. £1,200 in Louis Bayer. Um, but I'm hoping he, he does okay if I'm watching Gladbach. At least he's at a club, unlike Alex Garcia. But yeah. now nah, I've got a few shockers. There'll be other people out there with just as bad trades, I'm sure. He's my eighth biggest hold right now. <laughs> eighth biggest hold, Alex Garcia. Yeah. Um, wow, well, so. we can hope for big things from him. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, he, he, like I say, I'm, I'm just praying he, he gets into a PV league. <laughs> Yeah, well, fingers crossed. At 23, uh, still pretty young. And he came through Man City's academy, didn't he? Yeah, and he was he went on loan to... He's like Girona, weren't he? Was it? Yeah, that's it. He was, and he was there. So he was playing in a PB league two seasons ago. And then last season, he was at, at Royal XL Mouscron, which is in the Belgian league, I think. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how, uh, how different players' career paths really what weird like career pass players can go down like I was doing a play review the other day of uh, I forgot what his name is now but he was a central midfielder and he was playing for Seville and he was on like set pieces scoring like incredible free kicks and he just had the making of such a strong PB player in many ways key passes long shots set pieces when he was like 23 and he played for like Germany's youth side and at the minute he's 27 and he's playing in the second division of Germany for FC Nuremberg, who are like 17th. This is crazy. Yeah. I just, players like um, Jamie Vardy give me hope that maybe someday <laughs> he'll get an, an exit opportunity for, for these kind of terrible trades that I made. Yeah. You're going to have like 
it's going to be so interesting to see what happens over the next 10 years and see who was like right and wrong because obviously you've not like pumped up Alex Garcia that much or, or have you actually was he one of your picks there for on YouTube no I never put him I, I mentioned him on the end of a video around the time that I bought him like I did buy him thinking it was a good a good opportunity to buy and but he I, I, it, it was just a rash decision um yeah, you know what? It's not even that bad a hold, though. Like, at the time, um, before matching engine, you know, worst case scenario, you sell him at 10 to 20% loss, probably, back to a football index. But the bets, the game's changed. The game's changed. It's really that simple. And there will be other traders out there in similar positions. I think a lot of people managed to get out early on. Like, obviously, Big Don, he would have had hundreds or even thousands of similar shares to Alex Garcia, but... He just ended up selling them all, taking a bit of a loss and went into the big boys. Yeah, exactly. He did that at the right time, really, when you think about it. Yeah, I think he did. Fair play to the guy. Um, but what, what are you going to do then with Alex Garcia? I mean, my intention with, like, said Haxabanovic and Vincent Thiel and Louis Bayer is really just to stick it out for a bit longer. I mean, all of them were only, like, 20 or 19. So I'm just going to stick it out until some instant sell prices come in. And I saw a few players, a few bids coming, actually, for a couple of... Uh, Vincent Field the other day so just sort of clicked in and instant sold them uh, but yeah you got any plans on Garcia yeah I'm just going to hope like obviously he's, he's unattached right now and he has been linked with some half decent clubs in and out of Europe so I think I think he'll end up either playing in a non-PB Europa or Champions League team or he'll play in a PB league in like a lower team so I don't think it's the end of the world right now um, I'm, I'm optimistic I'll be able to break even on him which is kind of my strategy was always around not losing too much on any one player. Mm. Um, obviously, if I lost more than 50% on this one, that would be a big hit. But when I bought him, that was never really an option. So yeah. I, don't, I don't mind. I, I'm sure I could put the money to good use when I do finally get out of him. Yeah, I think the main thing is just like the opportunity cost because where could that money be in the short term uh, with so many rises elsewhere? But yeah, I mean, I'm having a look at his national team record as well. And it's like a Spain under 16 up to Spain under 21 squad. He's in like every team. So he's obviously yeah, got some, so, some potential, hasn't he? Yeah. And, you know, even players like uh, Ronnie Lopez has not had much better luck since he left Man City. So mm. what about now, Pablo Mafio? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> there's Pedro Porro is another Man City youngster that I've got, but he's just gone to Lisbon. I actually think he's going to be a good player. So yeah. Well, they turn out a lot of good players, Man City, that academy. And they, they tend to bring a lot of players in, really young, like uh, Spanish players. Like they had this player called Adrian Burnaby. He looks like a good winger. And then obviously Eric Garcia. They, they, they tend to get really young Spanish players over quite early on. And uh, they develop some good players there, but obviously they don't all, they don't all work out. Well, that man Chelsea, they just they get a lot of players and they loan them all out. And then sometimes they like Angelino. They just sell them before they've even really... Is Angelino back at City now, though? I think he is, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is, but I don't know how much game time he's going to get there. They seem to have so many fullbacks competing. Yeah, and Zinchenko's a player I like. I saw he scored the winner yesterday. He plays in attack midfield for Ukraine, so it could be a really good hold for the Euros in the World Cup. Yeah, and I do think that when he gets a move somewhere, he's got potential to be a pretty valuable player. And his PB's really good. Like in the past, whenever he plays and scores, he seems to be right up there. I think he's won PB a few times as well. Yeah, he's done all right. Um, although I think this season, his PB has not actually been that good. Um, it's just the PB scores maybe looked a little bit better because 
a lot of them were in on European nights or when playing for Ukraine. But for Man City this season, I was having a look and his PB wasn't actually as good as I thought it was. But yeah, he's definitely got some potential anyway. He didn't get many opportunities this year. I think he he needs to move on really. But yeah, he does. He's got a widespread though, ninety five p sell price. So could be a decent punt for a longer term hold. Yeah, I would I would get in on him at that price if I could get bids matched. I think. Yeah, I'll tell you whose spread really opened up today. Nikola Vlasic, instant sell price now, 96p. I wonder why that is. Croatia are playing tonight, so I hope he's not just being injured. Yeah, they're playing against Portugal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cancel some bids and try and get on him finally. <laughs> uh, what about my bids? So I'll wait. Put it all in cheek. I don't have any money to spend. So I'll oh, let you no. go ahead, mate. I'll let you go ahead. Um, but yeah, I think we should probably wrap it up here. It's been quite a long podcast in the end, but you've got any other final thoughts really for today? No, just interested to see how things develop with the, the order books and if anyone actually understands it and can tell me how the pricing is <laughs> going to work, then send me a message. Yeah, well, I don't think we should speculate too much, but I'm sure there's some traders out there who are much more knowledgeable than ourselves on this one. So it's probably best we just don't talk about it too much. But one thing for sure is that this month is going to be massive for the platform. I mean, in two ways. First of all, you've got the changes with the order books coming in and that's just going to be revolutionary and then the second thing is the marketing campaigns and they are having an impact there's no doubt about that because there's been more listeners on figs uh, episodes on podcasts his podcasts lately it's been more listeners on high wide and handsome's podcasts there's been more listeners on this podcast and i have received way more requests to join the football index value players group on facebook and that's usually a really strong indicator of new customers signing up because that group's got like three and a half thousand members and i can really tell now when there's real demand in the market uh, well not demand just like new customers joining because they tend to come into that facebook group so i think it's gonna be a really good month yeah i think i've always said that there's a bright future and we're nowhere near the end of the road like with new territories to open up and even in canada where i am they don't market it at all and they make it incredibly difficult to even play on here because you have to have an english bank account effectively to to be able to play on football index from Canada. So I message, I get messages all the time from people in America and all different countries saying, how do I join? So I'd say if you're new to the platform or if you even if you've been on it for a while and you'd struggled through the COVID, that things are probably going to look up pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, onwards and upwards. Thank you so much for coming on again, Kevin. Good speaking to you. And I hope everyone listening has enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.